Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks well, hello and good evening from Southwest Florida. We've got a busy show, so take it away, Chris. Okay, well, it is March 2nd, uh, uh, 2021, show number 133. And what was it I said? 59 years ago today, Will Chamberlain scored 100 points against the New York Knicks in Hershey, Pennsylvania on a Friday night. And, uh, uh, in a, a defensive, I mean, the score, I don't know exactly what the score was, but about 138 to 114, a typical old-fashioned NBA game. They used to score a lot of points. But anyway, uh, so today uh, we're on show number 133, as I said, and it's March Madness. So we're going to move college sports up a little bit more prominently in the show. We're going to start, of course, I'll give you the uh, list of deaths we're going to do. Then we're going to go around through the panel. Then uh, we will um, do baseball because, hey, spring training has actually started. We've heard some broadcasts. We've got some uh, broadcasting information and just uh, talk about the rules of spring training because they're a bit strange this year. Then we do college sports. There was a uh, poll from ESPN about quarterbacks that uh, Sean uh, found out You know, found out about. Then uh, we're going to talk about the postseason basketball that's coming up. There will be an NIT, and we'll talk about the men's tournament, the women's tournament, and the NIT. Then we'll go to the NFL, a couple of uh, signings in that. And then uh, we will go to uh, NBA and NHL. So basically, um, let me give you the death list, and then uh, we'll start on our panel uh, setup here. Uh, the first one we have is Dick Witcher, 76 years old. He was a receiver for the 49ers. We have Doug Wilkerson, 73, a Houston and San Diego offensive lineman. It's a pretty good one, too, from what I saw there. Uh, Gary Innes, 71. He was a goalie for the Penguins and a coach. Uh, Don Dietrich, 59, uh, NHL uh, defenseman. John uh, Gettard, the gym gymnastics coach who committed suicide, uh, that, uh, you know, involved in uh, with Larry Nasser there, his aider and a better on the uh, sexual problems there. So we'll talk about that. Darius Johnson, 48, uh, cornerback for Denver and Kansas City. Uh, Irving Grundman, 92 years old, was a Montreal Canadiens GM and a city councilor. I don't know how that all worked out. He must have had an interesting life. Uh, Louis Nix, defensive tackle for Notre Dame and the Giants briefly, 29 years old. Irv Cross, cornerback for Philadelphia and then the Rams and, of course, on NFL Today and a color commentator. And he died at 81 years old. So 
anyway, that's what we got coming up. No superstars. Irv Cross, probably the most prominent guy that you know, everybody yeah. would remember. And I'll bet he's more remembered for the announcing, Chris, than, than probably player. Right. That's yeah, correct. he was a pro bowler a couple times, though, and I do remember him as a player. But, uh, yeah, the boy, the Rams and Eagles had a lot of guys going back and forth in those days. When George Allen got out there, he liked a lot of Eagle talent for whatever reason. So um, my comment as I start the, the panel go-round is, uh, we are. Uh, we have an explanation. I think we weren't clear last week as to what the reason was, and Rick can help on this too. What the reason was that they were waiting till March 22nd to start with fans in the stands at Bruins and Celtics and uh, Red Sox games and Revolution games. And apparently, that is the start of uh, Phase Four. What are these phases for, or stages? What how does how do they word them, Rick? Phase uh, four, part one. <laughs> yeah, part one or stage one or whatever. Yeah. Because so we're, we're back in phase three, part two right now, which is where we were. We got moved back, but when things got worse around the holidays, we now are back to about where we were in like October or November, and now um, we're going to be uh, having twelve percent fans. But that was the first thing that's going to start uh, phase four, section one. So that's why it's 12%. It was already mapped out ahead of time, not necessarily the percentage, but at least the uh, when it would kick in. So that was the reason they were giving it so long. you know. So the other thing I just wanted to think of is something that Will Fleming said today. And just, you know, political times have changed and so forth, and we're back to normal, where teams can now go to the White House without having a big thing about who's going to go and who's not going to go. You know, we had the polarization in the last administration. That is not going to happen with this administration, uh, just like it didn't in other Republican administrations or Democrat. You know, people will go, basically, unless you're a strange dude like Tim Thomas was with the Bruins, basically. He's about the only one who didn't go in the last uh, 20 years before that. So we'll be back to kind of fun times with sports with the president and vice president getting involved with that. By so, the way, Chris, who? what is the revolution? That's soccer. soccer. You say oh, yeah. you want a revolution. Yeah, they're the New England Revolution. <laughs> the NLSG, the yeah. the see, see guys, them. you know my soccer knowledge now. Zero. <laughs> the Patriots I only know them they play. Got an expansion team this they year. Play it, they I play at Gillette Stadium, but they cut it down to about half. You know, so I, I'm sure what they'll do is have 12 percent of the of the state whole stadium, but uh, just keep it open so they can have more fans. But it still will be a smaller crowd than the Revolution would get. But they cut it in about half for the soccer because they found in those uh, leagues that they, they, you're putting them in the big stadiums that people don't like it that much. So, Rick, what would you like to talk about? Well, just a little bit on that. Um, I, I don't always understand these regulations with these phases and so forth. As part of this new one, like Chris says, uh, the um, – the, the outside sports venues are going to be allowed 12% of the fans. The, it, like Inside concert halls are going to be allowed 50% of fans. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Inside, no. more, you know, a bigger percentage than the outside venues? Yeah, that, I don't know. That's above my pay grade. I don't okay, know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they, they could probably explain it, but I kind of wish that they had, uh, and I'm sure you can get them online, but I used to like when we used to pretty much every day, and we don't need them every day now, but once a week or so, the governor would come on and talk about all this stuff because that would be the kind of question that's probably been answered. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we just uh, haven't heard the answer. But anyway, okay, Perry, what's up? We are having girls basketball this week, and, of course, 25% fans are allowed. And, boy, it's, it sounds empty, to be honest with you. you it, <laughs> it sounds empty up there. But, boy, the weather is beautiful. We're in the 50s now. Uh, the iCubs are going to be starting in about a month. So, and for anyone who cares, yes, if I, they're going to allow fans, and I will absolutely go to an iCubs game this year. I absolutely right. will. Okay, and Bill. Well, I've been, 
As some of you know, I've been busy at the hospital getting tests and all that good stuff, but I'm still managing to listen to basketball and listen to the Reds on spring training. So those are my priority things to do. Some of these other things I let slide a little bit, but I keep my sports. So that's what's going on with me. All right, Robert. Well, in NASCAR, William Byron won the race on Sunday. So, and uh, it, this continues a trend of either first-time winners or people that haven't won very often. So far, in the three races, we've had two first-time winners, and Byron uh, he won his second race. So, yeah, the three. The, the Jeopardy answer to that is the, you know, like the question that Cliff Flavin, uh, Flavin was asked in Cheers. You know, who are three people that weren't in my living room? Well, these guys are three people I never heard of. So, there right. you go. That's, that's and uh, that. that that's the trend that seems to be going on this year. Uh, this week, the, the NASCAR circuit will be in Las Vegas, so we'll we'll see how that Didn't goes. Didn't they have a lot of retirements this year? Uh, yes, they, uh, last year they did. Last, yes, at they the did. end of the season? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that might account for some of it. Yes. In a way, that's uh, too bad that, that they didn't have full capacity for those people, you know, to be able to see those people that that did retire. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no. Well, uh, maybe they'll have. You know, I wonder if, and they don't seem to do this in NASCAR, but it might be worth their thinking about. And of course, you know, they don't listen to us. So, <clears throat> what if they like look, you know, have a retirement at a, either a track? It's important to that guy. Some of the three or four or five best guys that retired, and have a, a day for that person. You know, where they can be honored and and you know whatever in, in a track that's important to them. If if I, their I region a, or something feeling, that they want a lot, you know. I have a feeling, Chris is. When things approach more normalcy, that you might see NASCAR do something like that. Yeah, for that'd, be good. You know, that'd be good. Yeah. But, okay, so, Sean, what's happening? Well, of course, it is also Texas Independence Day. For I knew years. you were going to no, say no, that. Yeah. <laughs> 185, year, 185 years ago, in 1836, Texas declared its independence from Mexico and became an independent nation for nine years and then joined up with the United States to be protected from Mexico because back then Mexico was the big power in this continent. So that's yeah, all that. And of course, things are opening up, but uh, it's up to each city and each place on how many fans are going to be in each uh, venue like Houston, where the numbers are higher. You know, they're like the one place in the state where Members are rising everywhere else. The other 19 hospital districts are 19 hospital districts. They've dropped two. They've been steady. And then Houston has been higher. So you will see a lot less fans in, say, a place like Houston than you will in Dallas or San Antonio or here at the Round Rock Express games. Or you're going to see a lot less. But okay, that's going on there. But what's also going on here is we will have it. We're going to have a poll question because the All Star Game is coming up, and we want to know. Are all-star games relevant anymore? I mean, you know, we didn't have the Pro Bowl this year. A lot of people didn't miss it, but we can all discuss the relevancy and go through a little bit why all-star games came about. And maybe all-star memories, too, if you have some all-star memories. All-star memories, right. some all-star yeah. memories can come in, too, because we got the NBA all-star game coming up this uh, Sunday, the 7th. And, of course, you can call in on that or anything else by dialing, uh, downloading the Zoom app or dialing 646-876-9923. And 287-723, hit 4600, hit the pound key twice, uh, star 9 raises your hand, Alt-Y on the computer, more key on the phone, and then we'll tell you to unmute yourself. Uh, if you want to contact us anytime throughout the week, sports lounge at allthingsradio.net. Leave us a voicemail, 
800-693-0715 or go ahead and get it over to option one on 800-693-0595 because option two still have a few problems and uh, yeah, probably you know, won't be fixed hey, though after Bill's surgery they're 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 kind of scheduling yeah, it. Yeah, it's not as priority as Bill's surgery. Everything will be fixed after Bill's surgery. It will, it will. The world will work. Yeah, I mean even dinner will be fixed after Bill's surgery. <laughs> 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 hey dinner is all dinner is always a good thing. Yeah. Yes it is. <laughs> on to baseball. Okay, baseball. Well if you're going to listen to exhibition games and of course they've started and a lot of pe- teams have been broadcasting Red Sox have broadcast every day uh, here in Boston on AM 850, which usually just has ESPN stuff. But, you know, the, they do that, and they do BC uh, sports and different things. But, uh, you know, that means it's on XM. So you can always listen to the Red Sox. You can pretty much always listen to the Braves, pretty much always listen to the Astros. Um, you know, and, and just if you want to hear baseball, I think, I'm sure. What are the teams in Arizona you can pretty much hear? Uh, uh, I know the, the, Red, the Reds broadcast quite a bit. Yeah. So, and of course, you're going to see they're they're playing in pods. So, like I think the Red Sox have about five or six teams. They're going to play. Uh, I think the Braves, the Rays, the Twins, uh, the, whoever's in Southwest Florida uh, is who they're going to play. Uh, a couple more teams there, and uh, they're not going to be going to the other side of the state. Arizona, they're all pretty close together. Perry, do you know if that means they're going to all kind of play like they always do? I don't think they're all they're going to play everybody, but you may be able to play a few more teams than, than in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like okay. the Reds and Angels are playing tonight, and mm-hmm. you know okay. a few others. So, but the yeah. baseball rules, we got a little uh, rundown on the baseball rules, and they're going to be a little strange uh, for for the especially for the first two weeks of spring training. And apparently, what's happening is this is the reason this is happening is the minor league camps are not there. Usually, minor league camps are opening maybe a week after the major league camps open or whatever. Now, this means Perry, the minor league season will open when. Uh, right around the 1st of April is what the, the article said that I read a couple weeks ago. That's weird because that means uh, that the because they even said on that thing. Now, that may be wrong. The thing that we heard that said that the uh, the minor league camps wouldn't open until the major leaguers were gone. Well, that wouldn't be the case. So is it maybe March 14th that they open? It could be. And, and that article could be a little off, too, because it also yeah. said they were going to play through most of September. That would be a long minor league season. Yeah. So I wonder if. Now, don't take this for the gospel, but I wonder if it may be meant the 1st of May. Well, because I know normally the minor leagues would open the Thursday after opening day. At least Correct. Correct. Yep. So anyway, some of these rules, and uh, we can all talk, you know, I mean, they're not here for permanent, but they're just, there's been some weird things that have been going on with these things. Okay, so you got rules. You could have five or seven innings. They they pre-agree to that. Or, but you or can have, you, really, Chris, there is no – you can find five, six, seven, eight, or nine, any, we any had amount nine. Now, today, the reason we had nine in the Red Sox game was it was on ESPN. So if a te- game – there aren't too many, but if there are nationally televised games, they're going to get their nine innings. Because that was a game that probably it was nine to three Red Sox, and I don't think anybody wanted to keep playing these innings, but they had to keep going because the ESPN was there. So it could be five innings, seven innings, eight innings. They could even do ten. They could agree to do ten innings they, if they have they some could. pitchers they want to see. Yes. Yeah. Now I wonder the MLB Network games because those are usually the lo- a local broadcaster. Does, are those going to be nine inning games? Or uh, not necessarily. ESPN? No. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. So those will go to the regular. So they, they're since this MLB network is going along with just uh, whatever they, yeah, right. whatever's going on. Okay. Then the number of outs. Now we had a situation on, uh, and there's been a couple other things, but on Sunday, the Red Sox had allowed uh, five runs to the Twins, and they just uh, waved the flag and said that the inning is over because the defensive team can call the uh, the number of outs, and I don't think there'd been any outs yet. 
So, you know, but there has to have been 20 pitches thrown in the inning to do this, as I understand it. So the Red Sox just said no more outs. And I think, didn't we have a situation, uh, Pierre told us there was a situation with San Diego where they were behind. And uh, the defensive team said, no, we don't want to finish the game. You know, they were right. like, within a run well, or something. And, and the Cardinals had one, too, the other day. Uh, Jack Flaherty, their opening day starter, loaded the bases with nobody out. And Mike Schilt just came out and said, hey, you know, pitch count inning over. <laughs> I, well, that happened in the Reds-A's game yesterday, too, on a couple of different occasions. So. Okay. <laughs> And, uh, Basic, you know, basically, so if you think you know the rules, you don't know these rules. <laughs> <laughs> no. So after March 14th, they're going to be nine inning games, I guess. And the pitchers yeah. can uh, now. Will the pitchers be re-entering games after March 14th? Does that change? Uh, to, no, so they that, have, people it can goes back games. to the regular uh, rules. Okay, so yeah. that's not going to happen anymore. There will be a three batter limit after March 14th. Right. And uh, so I think that's kind of the, the, the main thing. So just follow along with your announcers and they will, uh, you know, they'll tell you if they know, because a lot of times right. they don't get the information. Now, one thing that we, another that thing, Chris, before, before you go ahead, another thing with, with, yeah. with uh, broadcast the mm. other day, the twins and the Red Sox were playing and both teams were broadcasting. But if you have your MLB connected to your, uh, device, the device said game day audio is not supported for this broadcast. So apparently it's not doing all the games in the spring. It, it will when it comes to the season, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it's not doing all the games in the spring. Yeah. Well, I haven't really tried my game day audio from them. I, I just haven't asked for it. I've just been asking for Sirius XM so far. But, you know, so I don't even know where I stand. I think I'm still hooked up to it. But, I, you know, since it didn't work like at the end of 2019, you kind of lose track of it, you know. And then last year was – I don't remember if it worked in 2020 at all. So Wait, uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fine. It did. Okay. Well, maybe I've got to redo something. We'll have to see. So um, – but uh, the, the thing that uh, is interesting about the broadcast is so far – well, we've been seeing that the teams within the the area of the Florida, of course, because it's not far to go because they're keeping it regionalized. The announcers, at least the Red Sox guys, they've been there, so they've been in the ballpark. So, including the road game in in the Minnesota park, so which is still. I think, you know, I think most announcers, Chris, in in both Florida and Arizona, are there. Not all, yeah. but I think most are. Yeah. So like we, I was telling the guys before the show that uh, Will Fleming and Joe were talking today about having seen Danny Gladden. At least uh, they were masked and socially distant, but they got the chance to like talk to him and they hadn't seen him since last year in spring training. So, you know, that's one of the things the announcers really miss. And we miss because a lot of the information they get, if you're playing a team, you talk to the other announcers, that's where they get a lot of the information. And you can a lot, a lot of times tell because They'll they'll say some. They mention the name sometimes, but they'll also say things that you've heard. If you've been listening to the other team, you'll hear, have heard the announcers saying those kinds of things. So they're a big. Uh, you know, of course, they talked to scouts too and all that. And there were no scouts last year either. But you couldn't talk to anybody. You just had to come in and do your job and leave. And now, um, even at, on opening day, there'll be less fewer restrictions within the ballparks. Even though I don't think teams will be traveling in the major leagues for a while, um, that'll be you know I guess up. It'll be a combination of where you're going and how your particular company feels or your ball club feels if you're controlled by a golf club of whether you're going to travel you know, or not and how young you are. For example, Joe Castiglione got his first shot. He's getting a second one March 17th, so he'll feel a lot better even though he turned 74 today. He'll feel a lot better about traveling, you know, so there you go. So there is one big news in broadcasting that I think is really kind of a one-off thing, but it's it's not a good sign, but I don't think we have to worry about it for other places. 
The Toronto Blue Jays are going to simulcast. And this is going to be weird. So Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez are going to do uh, the simulcast. And they're both capable. You know, obviously, Dan has done radio and stuff. And people, we had this big discussion in our groups on the phone about it. And people were saying, well, Dan Schulman can do radio. He'll do fine. I said, well, the question is inclination and what he's directed to do. There are three things that you need to do is, you know, to do this right. And now Chick Hearn did it right. He he sold, told people and explained all the time that he was on radio and TV, so he needed to do all the play-by-play for the radio people. And that's just the way it was, and they got that. You see that's other exactly, sports. Chris, how Jim Durham did it with the Bulls. Right, he did. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, so if, if you get somebody who gets that and understands that, that's fine. But especially with baseball, because there's people, they're having cookouts, they're in their cars, they're doing, baseball is a radio game in a lot of ways, because you're in your backyard, you don't have to have the TV with you, whatever. So what the key moments are in a, in a baseball game on TV is the count, is the action plays, and is the score. Now, the thing is, the score is usually on a box on the TV, and people see it, and so nobody gives you the score on TV a lot of times. I've seen them say, Red Sox lead by one as we go to the bottom of the fifth. You know, <laughs> was it four to three or nine to eight? You know, I don't or, even know. So, or in some cases, yeah. they don't say anything. They'll, we'll no. be back with the bottom of the fifth. That's right. Yep. They do. And then the other thing is, you know, a call play, and an example is, you know, grounded a third, you know, to third two out. And, you know, when you hear the gloves, you say, well, that must have been a ground ball. If you're watching it as a blind person, you can get used to these things. But you should really, on TV, be saying ground ball to third, Devers has it, throws to first, two outs. And that's how you should do it. And the other thing is the score. Um, I, this is very bad even on radio nowadays. And I'm glad for Miss A because I can I put the Red Sox game on. I says, what's the score? So I could wait 10 minutes or for Joe and whoever he's with to give the score. They just don't. Yeah. I read up Red Barber used to have the, the egg timer. He'd turn it every three minutes. And when it got down, the sand went, ran out, he would give the score again and turn it again. And that's how he remembered to give the score because he knew people were tuning in all the time. So those are the three areas. But it may not even be, unfortunately, uh, Dan Schulman's choice because he's certainly capable of doing radio play-by-play. He's uh, done it for ESPN for years and in Toronto and all over the place. That's not the point because people are saying, well, he's good. I didn't say he isn't good. Might they say, well, just do it this way or do it that way. You know, So that's that's the big question. But they had so many layoffs and things in, with Rodgers, then that's the reason. Now they spent a lot of money on the team. That's the funny <laughs> thing. They've been big spenders. So here yep. they are, and then they're they're cutting back on the, this particular thing. So, and remember, they're going to be starting their season in Florida so um, because we don't know when they're going to be allowed to play a home game. So. Yeah, well, that's it, and I don't think anybody's going to go uh, to Dunedin. You know, I have a feeling I don't. I don't think they even went to Buffalo last year, did they? I think they did all no. the games out of Toronto. They did. I don't think they went to the yeah, ballpark because so, they couldn't cross. You know, they weren't supposed to cross the border either. So, right. but the the thing is, it's just a strange kind of cutback. Uh, they used to. They had a guy. Um, uh, what's what was his name? Now I've forgotten it again. Uh, the guy that uh, was was excellent. Uh, uh, ben Wagner, there. Ben, Wagner, yeah. ben Wagner. He he was excellent. He was very good. And of course, they used to have Jerry Howarth who retired a couple of years ago. But Ben Wagner, and then and then Mike Wilner left. So I mean, they just took the radio crew down, and it just seems like a strange move to make, actually. So especially yeah. when you're spending money on the players like they did. Yeah. Well, and and we what we don't know is <clears throat> with Ben Wagner being cut, you wonder if it's temporary or what, because he was the voice of the Buffalo Bison before doing that. Now, I assume Buffalo has hired somebody to, for that position by now. 
Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, he's good. I mean, he could go he to good. another major league job. So, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and then we had, I think, one contract is all I know of Hunter Dozier, four years and a fifth year option uh, for, uh, what is it, 10 million Chris, a year? We have, I think. Chris, we have a, a breaking news yeah, just crossing do. the wire. MLB will operate alternate sites as they did last year. Triple A season will be delayed for at least a month. Yeah, we ask a question that. here. That just we came get an across answer a few seconds ago. That you know, we that now that shows the power of the show. We asked the question and said it wasn't it, no. clear to us, and they came up with the answer. So That's right, Bill. You did go. you have something different? No, no, no. I had the same thing. I was just getting ready to let you <laughs> yeah. guys know. And, uh, okay. The only other broadcasting thing we don't know uh, is who the Angels are going to use for their TV broadcast because they do not have a TV announcer. Because Victor Rojas has left, and I have not heard about a replacement yet. So, as I say, Hunter Dozier signed a four-year contract with an option for the fifth year, and I guess it's ten million a year. And uh, so, I think that's uh, it's all. Four, the... It's four and twenty-five, and then the fifth year would be ten million in that. Oh, that was the ten. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. So, okay, um, so that's it. And that's actually that's baseball. actually Chris a pr- that's a pretty good move for the Royals because sure. normally you don't see the Royals giving out. Extensions no, like that. They don't. They don't normally do that. No. Okay. So as far as I know, has anybody got anything else on baseball or any callers on baseball? We do not have any callers at this point. We are just about to the bottom of the hour, Bill. So if we yeah. want to go ahead and get our break in, let's go ahead and do that. How about we'll let's do that ID real quick? I just got it ready. Hamilton the Pug and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ed Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Okay. So, since it is March, 
I think maybe it would be good to switch over to college basketball because we got this uh, tournament coming up. Well, a bunch. We got three tournaments coming up, and we got we found out how the COVID protocols are going to work for the tournament. So, Sean, maybe you could start with that, and then just sort of set us up for all three tournaments that are going to be this month. All right. Well, the protocols. What they're going to be doing is, yeah, that you have to have uh, seven days of. You know, negative tests are there seven days of testing before you can get there and everything. Now, what they will do is, let's say if you have to pull out, you have to cancel within 48 hours of selection Sunday. If you can't make it, then you have, if it's a one-bid league, another team from the conference will step in. If it's another, if the two or more bid league, then they will take one of the first four who was left out of the tournament to replace you. If it's after 48 hours, they, you will just forfeit, and they'll move on. So that team will just get an advance. So that now I guess I have a man. question about the seven day part that you say about getting ready for the tournament because we're going to have a bunch of postseason tournaments, and they're all going to have their different um, parameters and rules and and uh, social. You know, a lot of them are going to be doing the NCA type. They're going to be testing at the tournaments, and those will count as part of it. And so, if you think you're going to be Going to the NCAA tournament, if you're done, you need to you need to keep testing under NCAA okay. guidelines up until Selection Sunday. That is how that is the way it was explained uh, that I heard it on a show that I yeah. was okay. listening to talking about. Most so of these tournaments how, are happening, aren't they? Most of these postseason tournaments. Are. Uh, yeah, are. most of them. Are, most of them are like right now. The Big Twelve is in makeup week, and but they are going to have the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, you know, the Sun Belt Tournament starts this Saturday. The Missouri Valley starts this weekend, I believe. It starts mm-hmm. on Thursday. Uh, yeah, okay. it starts on Thursday. So, And I believe the first champion will be crowned on Saturday. I think it's the Ohio Valley. Uh, I think they're the first one that will – they're usually the first one. I don't know if they are okay. this year. But, and then they're going to be you – know, like I said, the, the tournaments for – those of you who remember, the NCAA tournament is all going to be in the Indianapolis area. At Now, the first four – those play-in games, those will be in Bloomington at Indiana University and then also at Purdue, West Lafayette, on Thursday. That's those games. Then the first round will be played at those courts, plus they will be using uh, Banker's Life. They'll be using Lucas Oil. They're going to have two courts at Lucas Oil, kind of alternating courts, you know, divided by curtains. They're going to have two courts there. They're going to have uh, the Indiana Farmers Coliseum and Hinkle Fieldhouse where uh, – Butler plays, so they'll be using all seven of those venues for the first two rounds. Then when they get to the round of 16, now, the first two rounds, remember, are going the uh, Friday through Monday, the 19th. The 19th no, yeah, Friday the 19th. Yeah. Playing games are the 18th, then round one will be the 19th and 20th, round two, 21st and 22nd. Right. And then they'll go to Saturday the 29th, 7th, and then 27th. the 30th. Saturday the 27th. Saturday the 27th is the round of 16. Now, all those games for the round of 16 on are going to be a Lucas Oil field. And so each game will be by itself on Saturday and Sunday. They'll be, you know, not going head-to-head like they normally would. So 27th to 28th, the round of 16, the Elite 8, 29th and 30th, and then uh, Final Four on the 3rd and 5th. And then, of course, San Antonio for the women, they're doing kind of the same the same setup, except they don't have a play-in. Also, we found out yesterday, we have an NIT. Yes, we have a 16-team NIT tournament. Uh, 
being played in Frisco, Texas at the Star, uh, where the Cowboys practice, uh, and also at the Super Pit at University of North Texas in Denton, Texas. So they're having the NIT in the Dallas-Fort Worth area with a 16-team league, and they're going to bring back the, f- the third-place game for the first time since 2003. And here's what's interesting. You could see some teams like North Carolina, Syracuse, maybe even a Michigan State in the NIT. Some of these Blue Bloods may not make the end, probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. You'll see them down in the NIT. I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting year. Uh, Duke, you know, is questionable. Are they going to be in the NIT? Are they going to, you know, are they going to go? Uh, the NIT could have some interest just because these Blue Bloods who normally are in the NCAA are going to be up in the Dallas area. Now, mm-hmm. what I wonder is, with the with that NIT, though, will the number of teams be limited? Uh, because normally there's a rule that if you're a uh, one-bid league, say, and you don't win your tournament, but you win your regular season, you get an automatic NIT bid. I don't know if that rule is going to be in this year or not. I don't think it's in this year. I heard something about it, uh, but I need to check on that, and I'll find out more on that next week. Yeah, I have a feeling they won't because also – those second teams may get in based on uh, somebody not being available to play, too. So, you know, there's that yeah, as well. So I, yeah, I think, I think it's just going to be whoever wants to go play in it, you know, wants to have a few more games, so four more games, you know, right. at the most. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those. And, it's, and since it's in Dallas, they can have a few more fans at it. Uh, uh-huh. You know, they can have okay. fans because, yeah. So it'll give, that, ESP, it'll give much, ESPN something to put on TV. That's right. Yeah, it'll, yes, it will. It'll, it'll give them a little, little something extra, and they're they're going to have it. And now those other play it, those other tournaments have not hurt. They're probably not happening. That College Insider and CBI. No, I think they announced they weren't going to happen. I think they said that. Yeah. Yeah. So those are not. So speaking of college, uh, you know, ESPN, there was a top, well, top sixty, yeah. I guess, of quarterbacks of this century that was released. College yeah. quarterbacks. It was, so together, it was on. E- yeah, it was on ESPN Plus. And let me see. I got your top six right in front of me. I lost number eight. I, didn't I got. Uh, yeah, down. I got. Okay, why don't you uh, you just start them and then I'll finish up yeah. here. It, got the top Baker 10. Mayfield number one. Then you got uh, Cam Newton, Vince Young, Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, Matt Leiner. Leiner and Deshaun Watson, and then yeah. Kyler Murray, number seven. Yeah, uh, and then number eight was uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, number, yeah Marcus that was Mariota was nine. nine. Mariota was nine, and RG three was number RG3 ten. RG three was ten. Yep. And these are college and, guys. Well, Remember, the, this has yeah. nothing to do with the NFL. And it, and it's of this century, quarterbacks of this century, and it was I don't know how. Now Baker Mayfield didn't even play for a championship in college, but he's two through six. One national championships. Now, yes, Matt Leiner that is taken away, but they played. They won national championships. The next one that didn't, number seven, Joe Burrow, all the way down to thirteen. You know, all the all the way down to thirteen. I mean, there's some. There's an argument to be made that Baker Mayfield wasn't even the best Oklahoma quarterback. I mean, <laughs> there's an argument to say is Sam Bradford in this century in college ahead of him. I mean, there's. I mean, you look at you can put Tim Tebow. Cam Newton, Vince Young, Deshaun Watson, probably mix them all up. Because Cam Newton, for that one season, I mean, his quarterback play plus, he was the leading rusher that season for Auburn, 1,400 yards. Tim Tebow, the two championships, you know, and then Vince Young, we know what he did. Deshaun Watson, we know what he did. Even Liner, there's an argument for all of them, and even a Joe Burrow, you know, like I said. But this list, they do this just to get people going a lot of times because, Good for talk you know, shows, especially I mean, this time of year, you know. 
yeah, yeah, because like I said, Patrick Mahomes all the way down to 54, Aaron Rodgers 56, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, Landry Jones, Oklahoma quarterback, made this list of the top 60 that shows. <laughs> he was in there, but yeah, it's just, it's, it was an interesting, you know, those lists, it's kind of like those Rolling Stone lists that they put out. <laughs> but Baker Mayfield was number one, which I'm still, yeah. Yeah. It's not okay. a hidden pro. But. All right. So going to the NFL, uh, we have a sad story of the Tennessee offensive lineman, Isaiah Wilson. He's gonna <laughs> he's done with happy the Tennessee birthday, Titans Isaiah. because they didn't wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> so oh. Isaiah, the, the, the great competitor, Isaiah will, Wilson, who probably always loves training camp and loves football and all that. So he's not yeah, going to Yeah, first round pick last year, uh, signed a four-year $11 million deal, but they didn't wish him a happy birthday, so. Yeah, that's sad. Okay, well, hey, the the best thing to do is have your birthday in, like, November or something, and they'll wish you a happy birthday. Okay, we are going to have a new NFL TV uh, agreement coming up. I guess it's going to be official this week. So, Sean, why don't you add most of the details on that? All right, what is going to happen? Uh, First of all, ESPN and ABC are going to be – ABC is going to be back in the mix. I don't know how many games ABC is going to be doing this year, but – they they're part of the deal. They signed an eight point seven billion dollar deal with ESPN or with the NFL Network. So games will be on ABC and ESPN. So the Monday night game will come back to terrestrial TV over the air television. But Thursday night, here's what's going to happen with them. Thursday night uh, is going to be on the NFL Network and Amazon Prime Video. So you have to have cable or you have to be an Amazon Prime member to watch the Thursday night game or listen to it on Westwood One. Of course, it will still be on there. Sundays will be the same. NBC will have Sunday night. CBS and Fox will have Sunday day games. Fox is getting out of the Thursday night. And a lot of that is with with those games on Thursday, NBC, CBS, and Fox ran into it. The NFL Network controlled those, and they told you what announcers you were going to have. Remember a few years ago, the whole reason they hired Mike Tirico, he was going to do the Thursday night games with Chris Collinsworth, and the NFL Network said, no, you have your top team. And Al Michael was not real happy about that. So what NBC did that one year was they gave him the two Sundays around Thanksgiving. They gave him Thanksgiving night off because those were NBC exclusive games. So they gave him those to kind of get around it. But the NFL Network would control it. Uh, the other networks would look at, what is it, between 14 and $18 billion, I think is what they're going to sign. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, according, to, according to Chad Finn in the Boston Globe, uh, when this came out, he said, uh, when this comes out uh, sometime this week, and I thought it would come out today, but it didn't, he said, you're going to see a sticker shock like Fox and NBC, they paid $9 billion for the last deal. And he expects both of them to pay uh, $18 billion and Well, you know why. You know why. Yeah. This is yeah. about sports betting. What's yeah. happening is yeah. since then, so many states have legalized sports betting. And if they haven't been legalized, you know, you're going to be down to a probably in three or four years down to eight or ten states that won't have it. Right. So this and is going to be, you know, such a big thing that people are just going to be so excited to, you know, have this. But even, you know, even despite this year of no fans or hardly any fans, you know, it doesn't matter because the ratings are still good because of sports betting. Yeah. And, uh, and ABC. Time. What, a, what a time. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead uh, Sean. ABC is going to be back in the, they're going to be in the Super Bowl mix. It's going to go NBC, Fox, ABC, CBS. Yeah, right. for the next four years. So right, so this, this is starting there, so. in 21, the 21-22 season just co- this fall, right? Right, this, right. Start, this start. fall coming up, and just along with the other thing that's coming along with the NFL, and this kind of ties in with that, uh, the 17th game, it looks like 
they're on their way to really figure out how they're going to do that. Every other year, teams will alternate nine home games. They're going to go down the two preseasons. They want it to end the weekend of President's Day. Yeah, so they want they want President's Day to be the uh, day after the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, that but they're 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 working it out to where they'll have 18 weeks to play 17 games. Uh, now the contention, the point of contention, owners want to do a Monday night wild card game. Players are like, no, wait a minute, that's a little bit. If we have to Monday, and then unless we're guaranteed that if we're playing on Monday night, we're gonna. Yeah, you play you Sunday, one of the Sunday games. Yeah. But yeah. they, they – Here, go ahead and start like unmuting. We'll get to you in just a second. They like the three Saturday and three Sunday, the players. Yeah, the players. And I, I kind of like that, too. I enjoyed really. that. I, like the, I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I was nice to have a triple header that really meant something. And Now, the one thing – and, Sean, we had this discussion many moons ago, and I turned out to be right. And uh, this is going to be maybe a little bit of pushback. If you go, if you, and it's only going to happen once in a while, but it's going to happen. You're going to have the Super Bowl – we just had it now – when the, when the President's Day is the 15th of February, that would put, unless you do it on Saturday, which you could, you could do it on Saturday, that would be Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, by, the, by the way, just and we'll yeah. get to Pierre right after this, but just coming across, too, Baylor is in trouble again. They lost the other day, and they are losing by two points with about seven minutes to go again. Okay. okay. Yes. Pierre, but, but Pierre, go ahead. to number three. Go ahead, They Pierre. did. Go ahead, Pierre. Rick, let's say you and I have an accent. Do we actually have an accent? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm amazed that you're both – I'm amazed having listened to both of you for many years that you're both speaking English, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I follow the Saints news every day, and um, one of the uh, headlines yesterday was uh, uh, Breeze to Chicago. Have y'all heard anything about that? They said, well, they, no. said he's out. they said he's out every day exercising, pushing the dummies around, uh, well, unlike a man that's getting ready to retire. The only thing I have heard about Breeze is I have heard that he may be wanting to come back to the Saints. The, now, the quarterback rumor that I heard today, apparently the 49ers are interested in Bridgewater. So I don't know how that would yes. work out. Yeah, and the other, the other one that I have heard is Nick Foles, of course, in Chicago. He'll be there yeah. in Chicago, of course, and he's there. But they want to draft Matt, if they can get him, have Mac Jones come in at number twelve from Alabama. That's what I've heard. That Chicago's okay. yeah, I've at. heard that one. Yeah, yeah. And of anything, course, we know about anything the else. Hold on, guys. Stuff. Anything else, Pierre? No, that's it. Okay. Okay. And, and we've heard about the Russell Wilson stuff where he said, it, you know, he didn't want to be traded. But if he were traded, it would be what? The Saints, the Cowboys, the Raiders, or the Bears. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On that so. 17th game, I was just um, I was thinking before that, you know, they'll probably, the home game, they'll probably do, you know, how each, in each division teams are broken up, like the Giants are with Dallas and the Patriots are with the Jets. Right. So I was originally thinking, like, you know, they'll take turns, you know, those two teams will have the home game this year and then next year yeah. they'll change. I but now, doesn't it make more sense since the only teams you're actually Compete, uh, competing against are the teams in your own conference. Doesn't it make sense to like one year have the NFC have all the home games and next year have the AFC have all the home games? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. okay. No, what it, what I think they're going to do with that 17th game is it's going to be a team from the other 
like a division in the other conference that has the same record yeah. as yours, a division you that you're not playing. You, you yeah, I'm just getting at who's, what, what, how they're going to do the home games. The you, home could do, yeah, yeah. you could do a designated rival, and I was kind of talking about that. It kind of falls apart as you go along. But you could have the Patriots play the Eagles every year and the Jets play the Giants every year. And yeah. the year that they really scheduled to play, when, the, when it falls that way, you just have them play two games. Yeah, have a home and away. But, yeah, but have I think a now like, rival like be, baseball. Yeah, yeah, I think now it would just be you play another. They're they're gonna you play a division. They're gonna alternate. The, yeah, but see where that there. doesn't work is like Dallas. You know, it works in the Northeast here, but it doesn't work for in the West Coast. But it doesn't work for Dallas because Dallas yeah. isn't going <laughs> to necessarily want to play. You know, some. You know, team, you're going to pick them in the you know Miami or you know Miami's going to want to play Tampa Bay and Dallas is going to want to play Houston. So I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. You know, as far as the, uh, keeping the divisions yeah. together, it works. But I just for, think it makes sense for each conference. What, you know, one year yeah. have the home te- have the extra home game. Yeah. Yes, and then what you can do is is juggle the TV, and that's easy for the TV thing. You say, okay, Fox, you since it's the uh, I mean CBS, you're the road uh, uh, team. So NFC's getting it this year. So CBS, you're going to generally get the extra money. Of course, they move the games around a little bit, but basically the games would be on CBS if they're in NFC parks and, uh, you know, the other way around, Fox, if they're in the AFC parks. That's generally how a road game works. Mm-hmm. And they might make sure that those 17th games, they'll designate what the 17th. But, yeah, the way that they, you could do a thing where you could play maybe not a designated rival, but somebody very comparable in the other conference from the year before, you know, rank everybody and right. do it that way. What I thought, yeah. The thing I liked, though, was somebody suggested one time when they had that 17, what about a neutral site game? I had heard that at one time, yeah. yeah. I had heard that, but yeah. I don't you – know. That would well. I'd also heard that for the preseason, you go to three preseason games, one home, one away, and one neutral site. Yeah, and that's well, right. You you forgot to mention that they're talking about just bringing it down to two preseason games. Yeah. They do the seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. I thought I did mention that. It's down yeah, too. Uh, and yeah. but and besides, I thought with this seventeenth game before the virus came along, I thought each team was going to be required to play an international game at some point. You no. know. No, no, that's that, no, I haven't heard that. That got shut. Yeah. That got yeah, yeah. That got shut down. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that was a rumor, but that got shut down immediately. Okay. So the only other NFL yeah. thing that I know of that really did have was JJ Watt signed a two-year, thirty-one million uh, deal, thirty twenty-three million guaranteed with Arizona. Yeah, he uh, and that surprised a lot of people because Arizona wasn't even mentioned, and here uh, here no. they are that they make the deal. So mm-hmm. yeah. And you he's know, gonna wear, and he's gonna wear number ninety nine. By the way, yeah, these, these old football players are just like the other, all the other old folks. They all go to Florida, and Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Although, yeah, although Chris, today, wait, um, wait a minute, Chris. There is one more. David Johnson, one year and six million oh, with right. the Texans. And I think Rick's got something. So I just. Um, not a big thing, but Miami cut Kyle Van Oy today, and the, oh. uh, the the only thing about that is like, he just signed a four year free agent contract last year, hmm. so so they're kind of taking a big uh, cap hit to do this. Yeah, I'm surprised they, they did that. I thought he was doing okay there. Well, yeah, we'll, I did too. I don't we'll take him back. Water, yeah. Oh, and by the way, a whole all the Patriots who opted out, and there were like eight of them last year who they're opted out. They're all coming back. They're yeah. all coming back. That was, yeah. that was mentioned this week. Yeah. So Patriots should improve just on that basis yeah. alone. Although <laughs> the guys were out of football for you, but boy, that can you actually when you're 24, 25. They can do you a little good, yeah. you know, having some of the rest on your body. You might get an extra two years out of that. And, okay. uh, but the Patriots uh, still need a quarterback. Yeah, and <laughs> well, <laughs> unfortunately, I read in the Globe yesterday, Bill, uh, Bill uh, uh, Belichick is still very high on Cam Newton, and he de- he wants him to come back. So Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, like I say, the Red Sox, for some reason, were not on EI on Saturday, and as I said in the group, they just had to talk some more about Brady and how the Celtics are messing up. 
And yeah. couldn't, couldn't miss it. Couldn't miss it. Okay, speaking of the NBA, we have the NBA standings. And wait till you see the Eastern Conference. This is ridiculous. Okay, so in the East, we have Philadelphia. We have the big three, and I've told you that they pulled away a bit. Philadelphia is a 23 and 12. Brooklyn's a 23 and 13. Milwaukee, 21 and 13. So here we go. The Knicks are fourth with 18 and 17. Miami is fifth, 17-17. Celtics, sixth, 17-17. Toronto, seventh, 17-17. Charlotte, eighth, 16 and 18. Indiana, ninth, 15 and 18. Chicago, uh, 10th, 15 and 18. So there you go. And, and then, then we have a little drop off. Atlanta, 11, 14 and 20. Washington, 13 and 19. Now, Washington, to get to that point, to get to 12th place, had to win like seven out of nine games. So they were, remember, they were down there with Detroit. So they've at least got themselves in hailing distance. But, uh, you know, they did lose the other night to the Celtics. Yeah. Cleveland, 14 and 21. Orlando, 13 and 22. And Detroit is uh, out of it, 9 and 25. Now, so you look at the uh, the, uh, the the thing here that we have said Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and then four through whatever is the Knicks, Miami, the Celtics, then the seven through ten. The play-in teams right now would be Toronto, Charlotte, Indiana, and Chicago. Well, so. Toronto may and be Toronto is having from, they're having uh, a lot of virus issues. They they may be idle for a while, so. They well, it's getting at a good time. You know, if you're going to, you know, they're going to be idle and maybe they'll miss a game or two here. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Celtics are supposed to play them Thursday, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, d- I doubt that's going to occur. Yeah. So, so I mean, but it, it, this is the time to do it if you're going to do it because by the time they, they'll be probably starting to get healthy by the time they come back next week. Uh, in, in the West, yeah. nothing changed in the top 11. So if you remember, if you memorized how it was last <laughs> week, you're all set. I did. So, yeah. <laughs> Number one is Utah with 27 and 8. <clears throat> Number two, the Lakers, 24 and 11. Number three is the Clippers, 24 and 12. Phoenix, 22 and 11. Portland, 19 and 14. San Antonio, 17 and 13. Denver, 19 and 15. Golden State, 19 and 16. Dallas, and that's your top eight. Dallas, 17 and 16. Memphis, 15 and 15. Then we go down to New Orleans, 15 and 19. That's where your gap starts. Oklahoma City, 14 and 20. New Orleans, uh, uh, third. Oh, did I write New Orleans twice? Yes, I did. I think it's New Orleans and then. uh, I messed up Dallas, and uh, I wrote New Orleans twice. But one of them is thirteen twenty-one. Maybe that's I, I, Dallas. That might be Sacramento, Chris. Uh, hang on, let me let me find. No, I have them. Oklahoma City fourteen twenty. Yeah, you might be right. I think you yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. And then Houston is eleven and twenty-two, and Minnesota seven and twenty-eight. The re- the replacing of the coach did no good. <laughs> They're zero and four. Yes, because they were seven. I looked and last week. Speak, sp- speaking of coaches, Atlanta fired theirs yesterday. Yeah. That's right. So. They did. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, Apparently, the reason for that is, the reason for that Atlanta says that his voice was not resonating. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Nate McMillan is the new interim head Nate coach. McMillan, yeah. And uh, and by the way, Houston has lost twelve in a row. Speaking of Houston, okay. So so, okay. so looking at their playoff uh, picture again: Utah, the Lakers, Clippers three, Phoenix four, Portland five, San, uh, San Antonio six. Then you go to Denver in the playoff spot, play-in spot. Denver, Golden State, Dallas, and Memphis. So there you go. Yep. So that's that's what's going on. And uh, we already talked about uh, the coach being fired. I was going to mention that. Yep. And the other thing that was a, a and then I'll give you the schedule. 
Buddy Heald had a milestone with Sacramento. He got his 1,000 three-pointer. He's done it in uh, 350 games, and he's the youngest player to hit to have that many threes. That's, so that's correct. And that just goes to show you how important a three-pointer is in the NBA. Oh, and, I've, and I've always advocated, uh, since everybody's uh, decided to use the three-pointer, why uh, they need to move it back because uh, all you see in the NBA anymore is – yeah, is open three point shots. So yeah. yeah. So okay. So we're gonna give you the uh, J- Jerry. If you want to unmute, we will get to you after Chris gives the schedule. Right. Okay. So this is the schedule for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. This is the end of the first half, and then we will not have when we come back on the you know a couple of weeks when they get back playing again. If they haven't gotten the Braille schedule yet, uh, schedules yet, I'll be, Sean will be getting schedules for a couple of days at a time, and, and then we'll we'll get as much as we can for you. Yeah. But we won't have the Braille schedule for a while because they got to do baseball too, and right. you know we'll get it when we get it. And Jerry, right. our harbinger of schedules, uh, will tell us when they come, and you you will hear from our har- harbinger in just a little while. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> you don't often uh, you don't uh, nobody introduces harbingers very much on the radio. <laughs> Tuesday the second, yeah. we're going to have Memphis at Washington, six p.m. That would be tonight. If I'm not mistaken, Clippers at the Celtics, 7:30 p.m. on TNT. Atlanta and Miami, 7:30 p.m. We have Detroit at Toronto, 7:30 p.m. Remember Toronto? Uh, Toronto may not play, and they may yeah, they probably won't be playing. Uh, Denver at Milwaukee, 8 p.m. We have the Knicks at San Antonio, 8:30 p.m. Phoenix at the Lakers, 10 p.m. and that is on TNT. Uh, so they're they're looking for big ratings out of Los Angeles tonight. <laughs> Wednesday the third, Indiana at Cleveland, uh, seven p.m. We have Atlanta at Orlando, seven p.m. Uh, let's see here. We have Utah at Philadelphia, seven p.m. And that is no nope, no national TV for that. Brooklyn at Houston, seven thirty p.m. That's ESPN. There we go. And uh, yeah, that that was the one I mentioned. Utah and Philadelphia should be the game that's on there. Not Brooklyn and Houston. Houston's doing nothing. So hard so, going back to Houston. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah we. I forgot about the soap opera angles we have to play here. <laughs> okay, we got Charlotte at Minnesota, 8 p.m. <clears throat> Chicago at New Orleans, 8 p.m. We have Oklahoma City at Dallas, 8:30 p.m. We have Golden State at Portland, 10 p.m. And that's on ESPN. And we have the Lakers at Sacramento, 10 p.m. Then on Thursday, the 4th, Robert, why don't you get it out of the way right away so we don't forget about it? <clears throat> There's a game that you told us would be occurring. Uh, I guess it's uh, Golden State at Phoenix. Golden State at Phoenix, and that that they set the time at 10 p.m. Eastern. So. Okay, good. And that, right. that is the game they're making up from January. So Okay, well, the one that they'll probably be making up later is the Celtics in Toronto. That's supposed to be uh, – <laughs> yeah, Celtics yeah. are supposed to go. I know, oh, boy, that's a TNT game, so they're going to have yeah. to – the scramble on that one. So yep. it's uh, Toronto at Boston, I should say. So yep. they'll have to figure something out. Uh, Denver at Indiana, uh, 7 p.m. We have the Clippers at Washington, 7 p.m. We have Milwaukee at Memphis, 8 p.m. Uh, Oklahoma City at San Antonio, 8.30 p.m. And we have that uh, Warriors game with Phoenix, Miami and uh, New Orleans, 9.30 p.m. on TNT. So they've already got a New Orleans. They're going to have to do an. They're going to have to if they're not going to play the Celtics game, they're going to have to pick an early game, and they'll just pick a they're random game. Yeah. Seven o'clock, maybe Clippers, Washington. Well, they yeah, could yeah. they could move that New Orleans game up too they if they want to. They could move it up, yeah. You know, they could move that game up. They also. could, but they want to have two games, so yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, they'll figure something out, and yep. then for the last one, we have uh, Sacramento at Portland at 10 p.m. So there you right. go. That's your 
NBA. And they come back on Thursday. They come back Thursday the eleventh after the All Star break. Okay, oh. so next week we will have standings for you, and we can talk about the NBA All Star game. Oh boy! So anyway, well, is our harbinger ready to speak to us? He is ready, Jerry. Go ahead. Okay, I'm ready to go. A couple of things. Uh, one Jerry, is how one, is it to be a harbinger? Do you like that idea? <laughs> yeah, I like it. It, it okay. is funny. I, us, I usually get the schedules ahead of everybody. You do, because you're nearer to Cincinnati than anybody else, and that's who does <laughs> that, it. So. That, yep. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, I thought I'd explain that to folks. Uh, the Penguins are letting in fans tonight with the game with the Flyers. Uh, I think it's like 15%. Uh, but a lot of that includes, like, the players and coaches and personnel and, and you know, other fans. Oh, I don't think stuff. that's true, Jerry. No, it's the people in the stands. The 15%, I think, is going yeah. to be the people in the stands. What it may include and what they're talking about is people needing to follow protocols, and that includes everybody, all the players, oh, coaches, yeah. you all get and all that. Protocol. But the fans will be yep. – I'm sure it's 15% for the fans. And Sidney Crosby's on the COVID list, Jerry, so you – know. Oh, yeah. my. So as soon as you, as I said before, before we started, anytime you make a move and you say you can do something, then somebody turns around and says, oh, but this one has the virus. So, you know, <laughs> yep. that's the way it goes this year. I got a halftime score for Pitt and Wake Forest. It's Pitt 30, Wake Forest 29. Mm-hmm. Is Pitt uh, thinking about getting to the NCAA? What's their record these days, uh, Jerry? I'm not sure. They've they've had a they're lot of there. losses in the ACC and stuff. Okay. So. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're they're not really a team that they're really looking. Yeah, at. I didn't uh, no, think so. I, I haven't asked about that. You know, I haven't really. With all the games getting postponed, BC having such a lackluster season and everything else, I've paid a little yeah. attention to Providence and UConn. But I, I really need to start the hunkering down, and, and you know, if I'm going to get into these games, I've got to start paying more attention and asking Miss A. Oh, the Big East, I think I mentioned it, came, or maybe I didn't. No, I didn't on here. The Big East came back online. We can now get Big East scores and, and schedules from uh, from Miss A, which we couldn't get since just before Christmas. So that's good. Jamal, Jamal if you want to unmute yourself, we can hear you. Hello. Jamal. How y'all doing? Hello. Hey. Uh, We're all right. Okay, a couple things here. What about college basketball and what about the NFL? Okay. I am enthused about Illinois. I think, I believe the game tonight, they're playing the big showdown tonight with Michigan. This will be for essentially yes, the Big Ten title and the shot at a uh, number one seed in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup. So okay. I'm happy. Oh. I'm very happy to see Illinois doing what they're doing. Hopefully, with all the blue, with all the blue bloods like the Carolinas and the Pukes, I mean Dukes and uh, people like Ilk. Uh, I you, must, like, you must really enjoy it when Duke and Notre Dame meet. You must have a great time when that happens. Speaking of upsets, well, Jamal, we got to ask about your Southern Illinois Salukis in football beating North Dakota State. I did not hear that, <laughs> but uh, yes. that's a well. They, when did this happen? Saturday. Saturday. Last Saturday. It was the biggest okay. upset in, in college football in February. Jamal, it was the biggest upset in college football in the history of February. Well, and they've been number one forever, North Dakota State, for like years. They've been number one in, F- in well, 1AA slash FCS. So. Well, 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 that was great for the Salukis. Go they Salukis. beat them 38 to 14, Jamal. So there you go. Good. Blew them out. Good. Blew them out. I'm, gl- I'm glad. And, and North Dakota State were the people that gave the NFL Carson Wentz. Yep. And yeah, and they're trying so to send them back. <laughs> and they're trying to. Yeah, they got uh, another. They're coming too, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm enthused about Illinois. And as for the Bears and the quarterback situation, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to end up. Would you like Cam Newton? I, 
I don't even know that if, if, if it was a unit five years ago before he beat himself up by being a, Yeah, that, no, he's not. Yeah, that's the problem. They, you know, if they could have Foles and bring in Mac Jones, that could be a good experiment for him. That could be a good... Well, I mean, the question is, can Foles can barely stay upright himself. Well, they're, they're, still, they're, they're, they're still talking about a car, so what can I tell you? Well, I mean, you know, I'm hearing cars going... Going uh, several other different other places as well. I mean, I wouldn't lose any sleep over a uh, car. Well, the, the, the Raiders are actually talking about giving him a contract extension and then trading him to Chicago. That's what I keep hearing. So I don't now, know. Do they, now, do they still want uh, a couple first round picks in uh, Raquan Smith? Uh, that that's the deal <laughs> the Bears have have apparently offered Jamal. So. I don't know. And who's going to quarterback the Raiders? Uh, that's a damn good question. No, Mariota has one more year, Chris. Oh, okay. Well, they're just Patriots are just he's in the mix supposedly for quarterbacks that may be on the move, which is most of them yeah. anyway. So yeah. All right. What about okay. have you heard anything about Trubisky and where he's going every day? I know. The article I read in the Tribune uh, yesterday. Uh, said uh, Mitchell Trubisky is kind of hanging out to dry because nobody seems to be interested in him. So, okay. I don't know. I am. I'll <laughs> take him over what we had this year. You know, he's, he's had some flashes. I mean, he really has, you know, it's, and, and he had a good end to, you know, again, it could be fool's gold like Foles was, yeah. but he had a good end to the season. He, he played well this the end of the season. So, I know, you know, but a lot of NFL evaluators don't believe that it's the real deal. So I don't know. Well, they don't believe he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. All right. I guess okay. that's it for Jamal. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to hockey. And I, in the Western Conference, for some reason, and Miss A did this today, and I asked about points, and the points are adding up, but they put people in different positions. In the in the the East was fine, but in the well, or what we call the East and the North, they're not conferences yeah. this year. But in the Central and the West. I'm thinking because there was more COVID out there than in the in the East and when yeah. in Canada, of course, yeah. that they're they're doing some formula. Robert, and uh, this leads me to a question, and I okay. don't. I think everybody has agreed in, that the NBA is going to play 72 games. Right. Is the NHL wedded to a time schedule where they're not going to make sure everybody plays 56 games, and they're going to use some kind of percentage? Uh, I, uh, to be honest with you, I have not heard anything. I know the season is supposed to end sometime in May, and that's the only thing I know. And uh, May eighth, because it was going to be a Saturday. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they have added percentages in the standings. So my guess is, uh, you know, if you play yeah. fifty six games, that's fine. But if not, uh, your percentage will. Well, I went by the points, so that must have been what they did. If they've added yeah. percentages, because they never yeah. did that before. So right. my guess is that they gave. You know, if you played more games, you know they they discounted that because you played more games than the poor right. so and sos. And right. you know, I'm just not doing it that way. I'm doing points because that's what we're going to be paying off on all the way down. If they're making sure everybody plays 56 games, right? Which, which I'm, really, I'm I'm really not sure whether that. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. It's not yeah. like uh, gee, if we don't have the Stanley Cup awarded by this date or that, you know, yeah. the, the one week right. is going to hurt anybody. So. Yeah. so that's how I'm doing it with points. Okay. Just all right. So in the East. We have Washington at 24, Bruins at 24, Islanders 23, Philadelphia 21, Pittsburgh 21. So those four, you know, with Pittsburgh and the Flyers are still tied for that fourth spot for the right. playoffs. Uh, the Rangers are at 
17, uh, and New Jersey's at 16, and Buffalo's at 15. And again, you know, these teams haven't played equal number of games right. because of the uh, the virus. So we yeah. know, like, Buffalo has a lot to make up in New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah. Yeah, in the north, a.k.a. Canada, we have Toronto at 32, Edmonton 28, Winnipeg 25, Montreal 22, and they've only gotten one point since we were going to mention here in a minute about firing yeah. uh, Claude yeah. Julian. They've yeah. only gotten one one point out of a possible six, I think, since they did. So yeah. that hasn't worked out for them at yeah. all. And they're still in the playoffs, though, in fourth at the moment. Calgary right behind them at 20, Vancouver at 18, Ottawa at 15. Actually, Ottawa's making a little bit of a run. Yes, in, they are. In the Central, we have Florida, and this is a wild race, Florida with 28, Tampa Bay 27, we have Chicago with 26, Carolina 25, and then uh, so those would be your top four right now. Columbus 21, Nashville 16, Dallas 16, and Detroit 15. And uh, because they never get to do it, they showed Detroit out of last place in in that, that you know saying they're seventh. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. still call them eighth because they don't yeah. have the points yet. That's and, right. In the West, we have. Uh, and this was all messed up. They had people all over the place. But yeah. I have them at, at Vegas uh, with uh, 23, St. Louis 22. Then we have uh, Arizona 21, the Kings 21. And so they'd be in the playoffs. Minnesota 20 right behind them. Colorado 19, San Jose 16, and Anaheim 16. Really nobody's out of it there. You know? No. So, um, so our games tonight are, which is all we get, and that's the kind of thing we're going to have to do for the NBA uh when we get to, until we get a, a new Braille schedule, and we'll just right. piece it together the best we can. Uh, tonight at seven o'clock, we have Detroit at Columbus, Ottawa at Montreal. I think that's the first home game for um, uh, Ducharme. Yes, it is. Yes. Yep. The Islanders are at New Jersey, Buffalo at the Rangers, and Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. Eight o'clock is Vancouver at Winnipeg, uh, Carolina's at Nashville. Eight thirty, Tampa Bay at Dallas. And uh, that's it. And actually, that's interesting because that's uh, maybe the first time that you already know mathematically the Stanley Cup finalists cannot meet. Right. They're in the same division, so they cannot right. meet in the Stanley yep. Cup finals the next yep. year in a row. So I don't think we've ever had that. So Claude Julien was fired uh, by the uh, by the Canadians, and Dominic Ducharme was hired. And it was an interesting thing. I don't know, Robert, did you end up listening to it? I, it was a French and English press conference. No, I I, I uh... I knew I wasn't going to be able to. That's why I put it out in case somebody wanted it. Well, the way I, uh, it was really interesting. Now, I always knew that Montreal, you had to be able to speak French in order to coach the team and be the GM or do whatever. That's so true. what happened was if a, if a reporter asked something in French, they would answer in French, either the coach or the GM. If they asked it in English, they would answer in English. Hmm. So what you probably had, if you knew both French and English well, I know a little French, but not enough to, to follow it. Right. Uh, you probably had the same questions asked, you know, right. both in French and English, so they could get the quotes and get them in the paper and get them on TV and whatever. The statement about the firing, I think, was uh, in the sort of hiring statement. I think the GM did his statement in French. I think that Ducharme came on and did a French statement and then an English statement. But yeah. It was very interesting. It made it for a very long press conference, but it was it was kind of interesting the way they did it. So that's uh, it's kind well, of Well, I'm glad with Miss A that we have access to all the Canadian stations because uh, you know, if you depended on if you depended on Sirius XM for that, you wouldn't get all that. So I, you know. Yeah, well, uh, I had it on the stream, and you know, you mentioned six ninety, and I put it on there, and you yeah, know, that that's fine. Right. Miss A would have had it too. Right. Uh, yeah, you're right. So all right, I think we are ready. If no, if no callers have intervened, I think we're ready for the poll question. All right, our poll question, of course. Now, with the NBA All Star Game coming around, 
And you can dial in 646-876-9923, enter code 287-723-4600, hit the pound key twice. Our poll question is, All-Star Games, what is their relevancy today? What is it, and are they even relevant? And the whole All-Star Weekend showdown, I mean, why are they even still here? Or, or should they go away? Or should they be still around? Should they, you know, and... You know, and also some all-star memories, and you know, some you know that you had over for some of it. So we'll start off with Chris. Okay, to start off, uh, no surprise here. I have no Pro Bowl memories that I can uh, quite uh, grasp either at this time. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure there was some cool stuff that happened, but uh, don't ask me. Um, I think the problem with the All-Star Games, and they, they're they're it's, they're they're between a rock and a hard place. They really did serve a function back in the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s. Because you didn't see all the teams, you didn't see all the players. Uh, you still had no interleague baseball. So even in the middle of the summer, even in the you know in the especially in the '60s, but the '70s and '80s is like okay, you know who's the better league, you know, and and all that. Well, you kind of know if if you're playing each other all the time, it kind of takes a little bit away from the World Series too. Although sometimes teams play teams play that haven't met, but you know, used to be this is it. You know, we're going to see these two teams, and you know, um, we've heard about '68. Cardinals and Tigers ran away with the pennants. You know, you knew they were going to win. Two months, you're sitting there. Which league is better? And are the Cardinals going to beat the Tigers or are the Tigers going to beat the Cardinals? And, you know, maybe it got a little boring in a way, but you kind of knew that it was going to be interesting because you knew they were both good teams and, you know, you knew they were handling their leagues pretty well. We weren't really being challenged very much. So, you know, that kind of thing used to happen. So all-star games really meant something. Um, but, you know, I mean, all-star memories, the NBA, I, I remember the first in the 1964 game was played here and they almost didn't have it. I told that story about Tommy Heinsohn and them were negotiating that, you know, that they were they, the last minute got some kind of a deal from the owners for that game, um, you know, and they were able to play it. That was one of the first labor actions ever. Um, so I remember that uh, game. Baseball, of course, the Pedro Martinez stuff in 1999 with, and Ted Williams and all that, uh, you know, being around all those players. That was great. Uh, you know, in hockey, Ray Bork won uh, the the uh, NHL All-Star game with a goal here in the, in the garden, uh, the new garden, I think a couple of years along. But basically, I don't know. You know, I what I don't like when they have the All-Star games is giving, you know, have the American and the National Leagues play. Well, they do in baseball. But I don't want to see the Brady's against the Mannings, or I don't want to see the LeBron's <laughs> against uh, the uh, whoever's. You know, I, I want to see the the, the yeah. way the league is set up. And I kind of like, actually, the goofy NHL game now with the divisions. It's kind of, you know, it, it's something different. So I kind of we enjoy that. Have, we won't have that this year. No, no we're not going to have any, any other than the NBA. That's all there's going to be. But, you know, I just I would rather have it at least have something to do with the lineup of uh, the baseball league. Baseball is going to have an all-star game, apparently, Chris. Yeah, okay. apparently they are. Yeah. So, and yeah, I'm sure they will. They're off to a pretty good start there. So those are my thoughts on all-stars. Okay, uh, Rick? Yeah, well, a lot like Chris said, you know, I think the only one that was ever any interest to me was the uh, baseball before the interleague play. Although the one, that, the one that was a little bit interesting just because of the format going way back was the NFL champions against the college all-stars. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and the only real memory I have about an all-star game, and it's not really the game itself, but um, in the NBA, I think it might have been the first year they had the three-point shooting contest. Oh, yeah. And and Larry Bird went in, and of course, up here, we're big Larry Bird fans. And he didn't he didn't lack for confidence, ever. And supposedly, he went into the locker room before the contest and said, okay, which one of you guys is finishing second? <laughs> and then he went out He went out on the court, and he shot his shots, and, and he got around to the last spot, and he put up all the balls. And on his last shot, he, he, he left his hand. He didn't even watch it. He turned around, 
put up one finger and walked off to the bench, and he did win it. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. that was, yeah, yeah, that skills competition. That's right. People used to that Saturday night. People used to really sit down yeah. and watch that as opposed to the game because yeah. you know yeah. they knew, especially yeah. Even the dunk, I mean, it got to hold after a while, but at the beginning of the dunk contest was pretty good. Yeah. yeah so then you oh, got to the huh? point where the dunkers were like people like uh, Taco Fall. Not that people around here don't know who he is, but people that nobody knows. You know, they'd say so and so won. He'd be the tenth player on the you know Phoenix Suns, and you say who won the dunk contest? Yeah, but what about when Spud Webb won? On the- yeah, that was great. Spud <laughs> Webb was Dominique. Man, that yeah. was- Dominique, yes, yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, but once they, they the big the heavy hitters stopped playing those things it got to be well good i mean after after a while they're jumping over cars and everything you can only go so far well and and this year this year it's weird because everything is going to take place on sunday yeah the the three-point contest the dunk contest and the game is all going to take place on sunday they're not going to do anything on saturday now are they bringing in extra players for the three-point and the dunk contest uh they're bringing in whoever's going to uh, uh agree to participate but I don't know if any yeah. extras are going to be. No, you you see what I'm saying? You, you, you'd bring in yeah. the 10th guy from the Suns. Are you going to have extra people down there, or is it just going to be all I, the all-stars doing all that? I, I, I don't, don't think they're doing the Futures game either. The, yeah. The yeah. So, okay, no, they're yeah. not doing the rookie game. You know. Okay. Uh, everything's well, going to be good. on Sunday this year. And no fanfare, of course. No. Okay, Perry? I think the only base, the only all-star game you ever pay attention to, or in my case anyway, was the baseball one. And... Um, even that's gone downhill recently. And I think what really killed it in a lot of ways is when they got this harebrained idea, well, the team that wins the All-Star game gets the home field in the World Series. It's <laughs> well, like, what us? It did, but it's like, what a stupid concept that was. <laughs> yeah, they came out with it the year after they had a tie. And yeah. that's you know, and that's the all-star memory, Chris. Is the, is the year that they tied because yep. they went and they went through all their pitchers and they had to settle for a tie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, Bill. Bill. All right, uh, it has to be baseball. It just has to be baseball. It used to be such an honor for a player to make the all-star team, and I remember. Was it sixty-seven? Maybe Tony Perez hit a big yep. home run and. In yep, the extra that was like innings. a 12, 13 inning game in yeah, Anaheim. That I remember that. Inning, that was a 15 inning yeah, game. Yeah, in Anaheim. Right. And it, yep. started, right. it started late. It ended up almost like 10 o'clock at night, but it, it started, I think, you know, late because of the West Coast game, but it was almost right. five and um, six hour game. Yeah. But right. I remember that one real well. And I, I do remember it seems like in basketball, and maybe my memory's blurring me here. Maybe that's all these shots they've been giving me today. But it seems the ABA and NBA played some. Maybe they, they were did. Just, there, there was an All Star game during right. in the off season one time that the players organized for charity. I remember that. Yeah, that's right. It was like in the seventy five or so. When the yeah. ABA was still around, yeah, they they did that. It was just yeah, a, I, I a one-off rem- Friday night game that I remember listening to somewhere. Yeah, I, I kind of remember that. But after that, it's I mean now I I mean yeah I know who plays on the you know the teams you hear about it, but you hear more players opting out than opting in. Yeah, so. That's by the way that ba- that basketball game we were keeping track of Baylor and West Virginia headed to overtime. Ooh, okay. Well, maybe yep. Baylor will come back. You never know. So there okay, is so not much Robert, on All Star. Uh, I'm sorry, Bill. I'm, uh, wait, were you done, Bill? Yeah, I'm done. 
Okay. Um, you know, uh, it's very hard for me to come up with any all-star memories, but I guess the, the most significant one was when they introduced the all-century team, and that was the year that Ted Williams was right. in the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would probably be the most memorable thing, because frankly, uh, all the all-star games, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't even want to pay attention to them Hal anymore. Hal Ripken's last year was pretty good, too, you know, when he yeah. hit the home run. That was a yep. good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when special things like that happen, okay, but uh, I think they've worn out their usefulness, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I, uh, the NBA, especially this year, you've got so many games you've got to make up. Why, why, put a, why set aside a specific day to do all this? We're waiting you, for the Raptors to get back. Yeah, when it's you all could, about the Raptors. Yeah, you know, when you could be making up games. I, 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 I you know, but yeah. – uh, I know uh, as far as I'm concerned, they can all go away. You know, that's just how I feel about them. Anyway, Sean, I think you're next. Well, yeah, and I, I look at it and this came out of a discussion on Fox sports radio uh, the other Sunday. They were talking about the relevance of all-star games. And like I said, it started so that you, you know, even before TV, if you were in that town, you got to see the players that you never got to see. Yeah. And even into the 90s, like I said, you, the NBA, you got to see teams from the other conference, uh, players from the other conference once. And you had some TV with TNT and NBC, but you didn't have these league pass and watching. I mean, now if you want to see Kevin Durant play every night, you can, either with league pass or on your phone or somewhere. If you want to see LeBron play or this person, you, you, know, you want to see Mike Trout, you can go see them whenever. You don't have to sit and wait on some big games and it just seems like every year I mean even the baseball sort of game ratings are gone down they're like for me I was I did I like the NBA the Saturday night especially the early days when they had the Legends game I liked the Legends game that was a neat little and along with the, the slam dunk contest and that was actually when people participated in the slam dunk like you said now the stars set out the last time right. and you know when Blake Griffin jumped the car I mean what else are you going to do I mean there's <laughs> nothing you know, like you said that now nobody of any relevance is in the all-star game now I will say that what they did last year seemed kind of neat with those three quarters and then what was it going into the fourth quarter uh, they added 24 points to your score and then oh. the, the winning <laughs> they did something they did I mean it was kind of an interesting concept. it sounds I don't like something that, you'd make up with the, at camp you know when you're having the color wars I mean it just sounded crazy <laughs> and you know? whoever got to 24 at that day was it was a thing for because they did it because Kobe's number 24 I got yeah, that I know. but you know but I don't like these but I hate especially like, to the NBA they pick teams it's like go the west and the east or go yeah. you know like I said the, the NHL does the divisions or they did the divisions you know you do you do that you don't have team Rice versus uh, team Vic or whatever it was that one year oh, yeah uh, where they were the coaches, I'm so you know Pro Bowl. I didn't even I barely noticed the Pro Bowl wasn't there this year, and I yeah. know we all know why they're there because you get incentives if you make the All Star game. But for me, no, they they need to go. Just yeah. give them a break. Give them give them the All Star break and just one thing uh, nobody mentioned about the All Star game. Uh, you know festivities, and we mentioned the NBA. What do people think of the Home Run Derby? Back, 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 back. Yeah, right, I know. It's good for a while, but then when you heard they were juicing up the ball, huh? Yeah. 
Yes, which is what I now, brought now up the other I, day. I will yeah. say, Chris, it was, the Home Run Derby was kind of interesting the year we had the AAA All-Star Game here. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you have the game, you have the Home Run Derby and all this stuff. That was kind of neat for the fans, you know, to be able to see that. But Yeah. Oh, I watched it when it was here. You know, I, I paid attention to it when it was here. But they were hitting balls. Hard, almost they, they almost hit probably that seat. You know, that, that they were like seat. And the, balls, interesting, yeah. the yeah. interesting thing, too, though, for those of us who have AAA uh, or probably AA or whatever teams in your town, if that All-Star game is here, um, your announcer gets to do that game. Oh, yeah. yeah, and cool. yeah, and and cool. in and in I know in one case, it was somewhere else, and uh, our announcer Dean Ellis was elected to he was voted to participate in that game. So that's kind of mm-hmm. neat with the AAA stuff. Yeah. yeah, I've been to a Double A and a Triple A All Star game. I haven't uh, went to Missions and with the Express. Mm-hmm. Jamal, so. go ahead and unmute yourself, and we can hear you. Oh, All Star Game memories. First of all, the the uh, only all-star game worth a damn is the baseball all-star game nowadays. The NBA has turned into a joke. Uh, the Unfortunately, the uh, NFL Pro Bowl is worthless, and I'm not a big necessarily hockey fan. But with all that being said, my memory, I do have some good memories of the NBA all-star game, particularly in 1988 when – they held the NBA All-Star Game at Chicago at the old Chicago Stadium where you had Michael Jordan being the MVP of the All-Star Game and winning the controversial slam dunk contest over Dominique Wilkins. Uh-huh. Oh, it was yeah. controversial because some people thought that, I hate to use the term rigged, but it was rigged in favor of Jordan. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, and they weren't able to stop the steal, eh? Uh, well, no, no, they were able, they were able to stop the steal. Okay. You know, but but but, uh, but some of the baseball star games, I like the home run contest even still. You know, mm-hmm. I I do have memories of, I believe in '83 when they held the all when the All-Star game was held at Comiskey Park, Ron Kittle hit a rooftop home yeah. run, I do believe. That was and when I the think... American League turned it around. They had been so horrible for 25 years. Yeah. And that's what That was the turning point in the, it, the American League. has been much it, better it, than the National League since then. It, and I do believe the White Sox, in the 1990, they held at Wrigley Field, and the White Sox uh, closer won the All-Star with the winning pitcher, Bobby Seepin, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. So, so there are some good memories about the baseball star game, and I do think that the baseball star game should stay. I'm glad that uh, the hairbrain idea was abolished about uh, making the all star game determine the home field. That that was just sickening to say the least. Okay, all right. That was a so, butt ceiling thing, so we know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, we got any more uh, any more calls? We're all set. We or do not, so go ahead, Chris. Okay. Yeah, well, actually, I should just throw in again, because the people, I, I mentioned it before, but I went to the 1961 All-Star Game, and you were talking about seeing people. I mean, here I was sitting in the ballpark, Willie Mays is playing, uh, you know, uh, uh, oh, you know, Frank Robinson, Roberto Clemente, uh, you know, all those guys that I heard. Warren Spahn is there. I think Sandy Koufax pitched. I mean, you know, it's the, it's great. It really was the, just to know that they, they're these big National League stars, you know, so... Okay, so we'll get to our 
death feature here. And the first guy is, uh, you know, pretty good receiver, Dick Witcher, 76 years old, played from San Francisco, the 49ers, 66 through 73. And then the Southern California Sun in 74 from the WFL, uh, 59 starts out of 109 games, uh, 2,359 yards, 14 touchdowns. And then uh, we go to Doug Wilkerson, uh, 73 years old. He was a left guard, played for the Houston Oilers in 1970. San Diego Chargers, one of their better deals, 71 through 84. Three Pro Bowls in 88 through 82. And with San Diego, he was in their Hall of Fame. He started 195 of 204 games and nine fumble recoveries. Then we have Gary Innes, 71 years old. He was a Penguins goalie from 73 through 76. Uh, and then uh, two games for Philadelphia in 76, then six games in Philadelphia in 77, clearly a backup. Then the Indianapolis Racers in the WHA from 77 to 78. And they played with a very young Wayne Gretzky. I didn't even know he played in Indianapolis, uh, who was uh, there at seven uh, in, uh, he was 17 years old. Then he went to the Washington Capitals from 78 through 80. He, 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 he played in 100 games, 39, 37, and 13. Of course, I guess it's like pitchers. I guess if you come in, you may not get the win if the game's been settled or whatever. That's right. Uh, let's see. 2,574 saves. Somebody actually counted that. <laughs> and then the head coach of the Hershey, Hershey Bears from 81 through 85, and he died of dementia. We have Don Dietrich, 59 years old. Uh, he was uh, drafted by the Bears as the 17th pick uh, in uh, Chicago, uh, played from 83 to 84. Uh, oh, this is the uh, – I'm sorry. This is uh, – this is uh, no, he's a defenseman for the – it wasn't the Bears. This is the Blackhawks. Uh, 17, uh, you know, in Chicago, 83 through 84. He played new, no goals, five assists. Then he played for New Jersey, 11 games in the 85-86 season with no goals and two assists. Then he went, went to uh, West Germany and played from 87 through 91. He died of Parkinson's disease and cancer. We have John uh, Gettard, 63 years old, and he committed suicide after he was charged with the sex crimes and human trafficking uh, from the U.S. Uh, gymnastics team. He had committed suicide last week. In uh, an off ramp, I guess in Lansing. Another uh, part of the Larry Nasser mess. Right. He was. Appar- he, and he apparently, was, Chris, the way it worked is he had told them that he was going to surrender at a given time, and then instead of surrendering, he did that. Okay. Yeah. He was the gold medal coach of the team in 2012, and and 20 years with uh, Larry Nasser, and then uh, let's see, uh, many mental issues uh, for the girls, the victims, and uh, yeah. over. 20 trafficking charges uh, he faced as well. So uh, one of those uh, scums. Yep. And we have uh, Darius Johnson, 48 years old, cornerback, played for Denver, 96 through 99, and then two games for Kansas City in 03, it says here. Okay. And then he was uh, part of the Super Bowl teams, uh, the two Denver Super Bowl teams, and they beat Green Bay and Atlanta there. And then with Denver, he was the back. He, he was a backup. He started – Four of 63 games, so he's a knuckleback, I guess. Two interceptions and three recoveries and one touchdown uh, on a recovery, I guess. And then uh, two playoff uh, interceptions, and he died of kidney failure. We have Irving uh, Grundman, 92 years old. He was the GM of the Montreal Canadiens from 78 through 83. And then he was on, and the and the uh, his name is on the Stanley Cup for the 78-79 season. 
He drafted uh, uh, Guy Carboneau and uh, Chris Chelios. And then he was a city councilor in Montreal from 68 through 04. Wow. So I don't know how you can be a general manager of a hockey team and be a city councilor. I, I don't know, but I guess he did. Yeah. He then pled guilty to uh, corruption and uh, for rezoning uh, violations. Uh, let's see. And he had uh, 23 months of sentence there and a $50,000 fine. And uh, and then he died of an undisclosed illness. And then we have Lewis Nix, defensive tackle, 29 years old. Uh, he played for Notre Dame in 11 through 13 and the four games for the Giants in 2015. And then he was out, had knee issues and surgeries. Uh, he was the 83rd pick by Houston. And then in uh, 14 uh, in the third round and then undetermined cause of death. He was found in a, in a car in Florida, and uh, they don't know what happened with him. And uh, let's see, uh, Irv Cross, here we go, corner, cornerback, 81 years old, played for the Eagles 61 through 65, the Rams 66 through 68. Uh, and then it was a Philadelphia player coach, came back to the Eagles in 69 as a player coach, coaching the defensive backs, and then just the defensive back coach for the Eagles in 70. And then he became a, uh, and he was a pro bowler in 64 and 65. Then he's 71. He joined the CBS broadcast crews and he worked for CBS from 71 through 94, 71 through 74. He was an analyst. Then 75 through 89. He was a, the NFL today. And then, uh, I guess he was an analyst again in 90 and 91. And I don't know what he did for CBS after that, but he was maybe some special reports or something, yeah. but he was there. Yeah. Uh, and he, and to be honest, I mainly remember him on the NFL today. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's mainly, I don't remember him as an analyst even in ninety ninety one. But no, you know, I don't either. Everybody, everybody from that original NFL today now is gone, except for Brent. That's uh, right. Brent's the only one left. Wow. Yeah. Well, of course. Uh, then he was uh, the athletic director of Idaho State from uh, ninety six through ninety eight. And then uh, Division Three McAllister College in St. Paul in 99 through 05. And then the CEO of the Big Brothers and Sisters in, in the Twin Cities area until 2010. Then he did uh, some analyzing for the Vikings uh, TV after that, around that time. So and then uh, and he, in 09, he got the Pete Rozelle Radio and TV Award. So that must be analogous to the Ford Frick Award, right? I didn't that, really know about correct. that. That's correct. That's correct. Do they give any local people? That, do they kind of all no, take it's all national. national. Local? It's, it's all, all national, national so. as far as I know. No, uh, it's not right. You know, you have people like Bill King and Kill. Uh, yeah, Bill Santos King deserves several others. Yep. All mm-hmm. kinds of people yep. should be mm-hmm. in there. Uh, and he had a mild form of dementia, and uh, no cause of death was uh, specifically released. Mm-hmm. And I think that is it for the deaths this week. Yep. Oh, right. Before we before we wrap, I can wrap up the basketball game. Baylor did survive. Uh, Baylor 94, West Virginia 89 in overtime. So uh, you probably are going to see that matchup again next week in Kansas City. And I think people would be looking forward to seeing that. And one other hockey note that I almost forgot, Patrick Kane uh, scored his 400th goal in uh, the game on Sunday against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So he becomes the, uh, I think, uh, 100th player in NHL history to score at least 400 goals, and only the fourth player in Blackhawks history to do that. So, well, let's the, see. Bobby Hall, I imagine, is one. Yeah, uh, and I really don't. Stan Makita. Stan Makita would be two, and yeah. uh, and I forget who they said the third one was, but they said he was number four. So, okay, that's yeah. interesting. 
Yeah. You know, because some teams, you know, Bruins, I'm sure have, you know, well, Esposito's career, he got he got split up, you know, and yeah. he score a few for the Blackhawks, not many, mostly for the Bruins, but then the Rangers uh, too. Mostly, so. yeah, most for the Bruins and then the Rangers, and I don't know how much he did with the Blackhawks. Yeah, so, well, yeah. but uh, you know, that'd be interesting to look, especially at the original six, because I think the Black, you know, the Blackhawks had the, had as many struggles as the Bruins did at various points, but they got better faster. They were in the '60s, they were good. Bruins right, get better till the later '60s. Right, but, uh, yeah. So I'm sure. It was Makita and uh, Bobby Hall were two yeah. of them anyway. And I forget who the third one was. So, uh, but uh, when he passes him on the Blackhawks list, I'm sure though. Yeah, well, uh, you know, know. It may, who was the guy? He was from around here too. Jeremy Roenick. That might be the guy. Uh, he was Jeremy Roenick. 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 Yeah. Roenick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised because he he was there a long time. So yeah, just a guess. So, there you go, Sean. Yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> all right. Well, folks, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, this week. If you want to hear it again and you want to tell a friend or let somebody know how they can listen, they can download the podcast, legendoldies.com. They can tell their smart device to play Legend Oldies from Apple Podcasts. You can type in Sports Lounge Live three words in your podcast or have it uh, posted to you, sent to you right as soon as it's out there. Or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine, and listen to it over there. I want to thank everybody once again, and we'll be back next week. And I know Bill will be having more tests and hopefully getting through all this. And we'll we'll see where we all are uh, as we get closer to March Madness and All-Star break and spring training and everything else. So I guess until next week, see you all later. All right. All right.